Hello, I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to episode number two of the all-new Diz Dads Podcast Plus. Joining me in the man cave tonight are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. How do, folks? And Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. As always, the Diz Dads Podcast Plus is sponsored by Mouse Master Travel and Wicked Mouse Travel both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners, and by our friends at Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is still a great provider of uh, strollers, even though Disney has changed the rules on them. I'm sure we'll come back and talk or, talk about that uh, a little bit more on, on a future show, but uh, like most of the stroller vendors, Kingdom Strollers has kind of bounced back. You know, Disney changed the rules. They can't do the drop-offs at the resorts anymore. So what they're doing is uh, coordinating both handoff uh, deliveries and they're now arranging deliveries. You can pick r- right up there at the airport um, before you even get to the resort. So they're managing. Nice, nice work there, Kingdom. Uh, all right, so you got a little bit of an introduction to who we are and and what we like to do in the sort of big Disney context last week. Um, this week, we decided we'd jump right in to uh, what else but a, a favorite activity of, of Diz Dads. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. I think it's a, a, cheers. A, a, amusing that all of us have some form of, of brown liquid in our uh, <laughs> cups. So we're going to be talking about Walt Disney World bars and lounges, uh, our favorites, and maybe taking a look at what some other folks have, have referred to as favorites. But I, I got to ask before we get into the discussion, you know, just, just so we understand where everybody's coming from, right? So, Tim, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Captain Morgan private stock tonight. Okay, so true to form, Tim is yep, stuck yep. with the rum. And uh, Willie, what's in, in your cup? I am drinking Blanton's on the rocks. Okay, Blanton's on the rocks for uh, Willie. And I've gone with uh, one of my favorite scotches. Um, where'd that bottle go? <laughs> I, I killed off the last of, of the Glenmorangie Campanta. Uh, nice. Really good stuff. I'm, I'm just going to, for the moment, hope that there's that one last bottle is still back in the back of the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop for refills. <laughs> but That's anyway, why you always buy two. Uh, so, so I guess maybe that gives you a little bit of an idea of the kind of things that, that we you know choose when we're uh, on our own at home. But... You know, going out to a bar or to a lounge at Walt Disney World is a different experience than drinking at home because we're also taking into consideration the food, the atmosphere, the accessibility, all those other important factors. So uh, why don't we go ahead and, and just sort of get the ball rolling, and I'm going to toss it over to Willie for 
Willie, what's what's one of your and and I'm gonna say you know maybe we'll we'll try and call it about a, a top nine, right? Three each. So, what's one of your top three, Willie? My number one is Geyser Point over at Wilderness Lodge in Copper Creek. Love the outdoor atmosphere, and I just love that they can do everything, and you can still see a lot of Disney from the outdoors. Okay, so high high praise for Geyser Point. Do you have a, a favorite drink at Geyser Point? I drink a lot of bourbon straight, so <laughs> <laughs> as you saw when we right, were right. with me. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the mixers. All right, so... Uh, Geyser Point from from Willie and uh, Tim. What's what's you know one of the things that's at the at the oh. top of your list? Well, Willie, I will compliment you on that one. I hadn't thought of that. I actually uh, did enjoy hanging out at uh, at Geyser Point, but it didn't make my top nine. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I can go with that. Well, okay, those of you who know me uh, would be completely shocked if I did not say La Cava del Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I am the mayor for uh, you know, for sakes, after all. <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about what makes La Cava so special. I mean, we know that it is, but explain it. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So, um, wife and I have been uh, attending, attending, shall we say, uh, La Cava ever since uh, they first opened it up and we got to know the manager and the, and a lot of the wait staff there and they're just uh, there was one guy he's no longer there anymore but uh, you know it, it kind of got to be a contest as to who could give more because the bigger tips I would give the more free stuff he, he would bring <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they make an avocado frozen avocado margarita that's avocados and um Midori and I can't remember what else is in it, but I I have to I have to have to go there and have at least one of those. And then their salsa is delicious. Their guacamole is fresh made and it's delicious. And the queso is awesome. So, you know, between the um, the uh, the company of the the wait staff and the quality of the food and the drinks, you know, they're heavy emphasis on drinks. Um, I don't know if this is still true or not, but in, uh, when they first opened, a lot of their uh, margaritas were made with El Mayor tequila, which uh, I find to be really delicious. It's a nice mid-range, uh, mid-price tequila, pretty smooth, easy to drink, makes a great margarita. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm right there with you with La Cava. Um, that, that trio, the, the appetizer trio, to me, is sort of the, the perfect lounge uh offering right because like if it's if it's in the right time of the day it's almost a perfect light lunch if you're going to have a big dinner um and it it really hits the spot you get a little bit of everything the chips are always you know fresh and and crispy and just the you know just the right salty like not not overdone but not bland um really love that the only two things that i have to knock lacava for sorry about this mr mayor uh, two things. One is that the scorpion flight is gone. Ah. Um, I, I just, I understand what happens. I mean, I'll, uh, some of my favorite stuff basically has disappeared because the, you know, it, it, it's it's the problem of being popular, right? And, and some of this stuff is just too hard to keep in stock and it's too much of a pain to say, sorry, we don't have it and we don't know when we'll get it again. Um, right. But that, that scorpion miscall flight was, was my go-to always loved it much lamented that it's gone um and the second is that darn it it's 
too dang hard to get in too there anymore. Small. Yeah. Yeah. Way too small. But but then that's the problem, right? Because I think that's part of its charm too, is that it is a cave. I mean, I, I, I would I would hesitate to make it a lot bigger because if you did, I think it would lose a lot of that charm. I think you're right. You can't make it bigger because then it's not La Cava. It's a bar. Like exactly. it just wouldn't be what it just I mean, it's just not designed to be that. I mean, the weight is the weight for a reason. It's a great weight. Like, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's why they built the tequila bar outside, so you get one in your hand while you wait in right, line. On the way in. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's the opposite of one for the road. Yeah. It's one for the road in. Uh, well, so if I'm going to pick one of my favorites here, um, I noticed that, that so far we've been over near magic kingdom we've been over in in epcot um i'm gonna take us to another part of property and i'm gonna go over to uh disney animal kingdom and in in a nostalgically difficult call i'm gonna i'm gonna single out nomad lounge for the list and here's the thing i would have preferred to be able to say dawa bar Traditionally, I love Dawa Bar. Dawa Bar, you're dead to me. The cancellation of the Sunrise Cocktail Menu, you're dead to me. I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's just, it, 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 it's, it's too disheartening. I get it. You don't have your own. From what I understand, the killer was that they don't have any of their own um, real kitchen facilities, right? All they have is like a bar fridge. And so they relied on the kitchen at Tusker House for all of their setups. And when they were doing the Sunrise Cocktail Menu, for those of you who aren't familiar, they had a special cocktail menu that was only available for a couple hours right after park opening. And they had about four different uh, Bloody Marys. They had several different sort of more morning flavor tinged uh, margaritas. And it it was fantastic. It was really one of the most interesting bar menus because a lot of the bar menus at Walt Disney World do end up getting kind of standardized and there was a lot of interesting stuff that was part of that sunrise cocktail menu um, and it's just it, it kills me that it's not there anymore um, you know they will still make a couple of the uh, Bloody Marys sort of as available right if they have the stuff but it's just not the same. It's not the same as being able to pick from an, um, you know, among several um, somewhat more exotic Bloody Marys, and you know, it was just such a fun atmosphere to kind of explore that menu. And you can't do that anymore. Meanwhile, Nomad really stepped up its game. Um, there's some fantastic stuff on that Nomad menu, and both food and drink, because you can order most of what's on the. Um, on the the, uh, Tiffin's menu at the lounge. Um, So, you know, you can grab lunch there, you can have interesting drinks, and it's a fun place to people watch. You know, you've got that little shaded porch area. You can watch people go by on their way um, to Pandora. Um, So it's it's pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, replace Dawa Bar until they, you know, fix their day drinking menu. 
And day drinking is a must at Disney. Yes, day drinking. <laughs> here, here. Yes. I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail. Sorry, Terry. But <laughs> I just, I, 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 I take it personally. Um, all right, so so we've each named one off of our list. Um, yeah, Tim, what else is on your list? Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the cork. Everybody just somewhere along the line is gonna say Trader Sam's, and that's uh, to me it's it's fantastic and a great experience if you can get inside where you can actually see all the effects and such. You know, out on the out on the uh, patio. Um, when we were there in August, we were there among several friends, and so that made it a lot more fun. But uh, you know, when you're just kind of hanging out there by yourself, and there's you know not all the uh, all the hoopla that's going on inside, it's uh, not quite the same. Uh, my favorite drink there, I would have to say, is the Tiki Four Two One, which you will not find on the menu, but it is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy on the coconut. I'm a big fan of Trader Sam's as well, um, and I, I, it's interesting to me um, that, I, I don't know, um, Trader Sam's has held up. I mean, I was concerned that it was going to kind of have that, you know, it was going to be really hot when it opened, and then it would kind of get, you know, the popularity would catch up with it, and, and the quality would decline, because that's happened in a lot of places where they've been overwhelmed, and I got to give them all the credit in the world for really staying on top of it and keeping their A-game going um, because, you know, I just don't hear people complain. I don't hear people say, yeah, we waited and waited to get in and then we had crappy service. It just doesn't happen. Um, all right, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull another one off of my list here and I'm going to head to another area where we haven't been yet. Uh, and I'm going to take us down to Disney Springs where there are some great options now and I'm, I'm going to walk straight toward and then veer away from the obvious choice. Not going to throw out hangar bar just yet. Uh, instead, I'm going to highlight the Edison. I have become a huge fan of the Edison. Um, they do just a fantastic job. Um, it's a lot, it's a place that's got a lot of visual interest. There's things going on. There's, you know, different video screens. And, and then later in the evening, as it gets later, the entertainment gets a little more adult, gets a little more risque. Um, and, you know, it fits the atmosphere. Um, the, the drinks are fantastic. Every bit of food I've eaten there has been really great. Um, and it's a really big space. And the beauty of that is it means it's not, you know, generally not that hard to get in to be able to enjoy it. And so to that extent, it's kind of a nice counterbalance to some of these places like La Cava or uh, Trader Sam's where, you, you know, you're stuck waiting in a line in order to get a chance to experience it. Um, the Edison can be the opposite. It can be that place to, to get a load off and just kind of relax and enjoy. Well, and that made my list, too, for the reason that, uh, as you said, the drinks are really good, but they're not the same drinks that are offered at every other Disney restaurant, property, whatever. Uh, there are some very unusual things there. So uh, I, I will second that one. I will third it. <laughs> I think you could really go in and find things that nowhere else on property you can get. And I, th I still think they have a hidden menu that they're still not like – admitting to <laughs> and Probably I like those kind of places there. you tell Willie yeah. I, I, I 
literally wish I knew more about it, but I hear people order things when I was in there, and I was like, that's not on the menu. And I just feel like that's something that we will end up finding a website for someday. Yeah, see, I feel fun. like we're being issued a challenge. I feel like we need to start hanging out at the Edison enough uh-huh. that, that uh-huh. you know we can we can befriend the right uh, the right you know cast member to help us out there with that. Tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Timmy's heading down next. He's he's going to be uh, heading into the world uh, just a couple weeks from now. Oh no, four days from now. Four uh, well, days. okay, I've got to, I've got Who's to work counting? four days quicker than yeah. that. Four days and six hours and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains why we were a little late to record. Uh, yep, yep. Right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right. So, Willie, it's your turn. What's a, what's another I, bar on your list? I have to go with Top of the World Lounge. I love going up there. Great service. Great food. And it's exclusive to just us DVC members. And we went there together, Aaron. We did. We did. We had great fireworks. We did. And good view of the fireworks, <laughs> even though it was raining outside and would have been unpleasant to watch them out there. And the, the drinks were good. The food was excellent. You're right. Um, you know, I, it, I guess it's the other side of the the Trader Sam's issue to some extent. Um Although, you know, the, the, they have issues there too with, um, you know, seating area inside. Um, the, they, there's a, a really interesting, and Willie, you were there too, but we were learning about this. So for people who are staying on their, their DVC points, um, at Bay Lake, there is a, um, like a fireworks viewing package that you can do that is dinner at the wave. And then you go up to the lounge and there's champagne and you have a reserved seat, which is a nice thing to do. And when the weather is really nice, it's not a problem because they see, they put these tables for those folks outside. But in the fall, when the weather gets dicey and it's raining a lot, um, you know, they put those folks at the three tables that are sort of, right along the walkway, um, you know, the, the path through the bar towards the front of the bar, which is like, you know, a quarter of the seating for the entire bar almost. Um, and, and, you know, that, that was kind of annoying. I'm, I'm not a fan of the, you know, reserved tables being roped off kind of thing, but, um, I understand why they have to do it. Doesn't mean I got to like it. And, it, the other annoying part is that it's exclusive to DVC, and then you get to go to the wave, and you get to come up there and take the tables, and half the tables weren't even used that night, Yeah, which was really annoying, because there we are sitting on a little couch, like on the floor, basically, and next thing you know, no one's there, yeah. and then the night became nice because it quit raining. <laughs> well, because that's what happens, right? Is that they've got this reserved place and it's they, they've reserved it because it's a fallback in case the weather is bad. And then when the weather ends up being okay, you know, they go on out and, and it's just as easy to walk across from the wave, you know, to the park to watch the fireworks as it is to come upstairs. And the servers do not make anything. Oh, yeah. Off. That was kind of a bad thing. That was really annoying. Yeah. You got to yeah. take care of your servers. Well, and, and it's the last. So okay, so so Disney, this is this is us talking to you. This is hopefully you're listening, right? We're we're saying, take care of your servers, right? You probably don't even realize that it works this way because it's silly. 
doesn't make any sense. But because the folks who do this this package pay an all-inclusive price up front, then they're told that, you know, they're done. They don't have to tip. But y'all don't tip out your servers up at top of the world because they're on a different payroll than the servers at the Wave. And so the folks who serve them their dinner get tipped out, but the folks up at the lounge where they end up their night don't. Take care of your people, Disney. And they lose their tables. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, right. who's a friend of mine, yeah, it's lost a double down. five tables. And that's a lot so of money. So they've got no option to make money. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, they've got five tables that aren't seated with people who will tip, filled with people who are told that they can't or shouldn't. So, anyway. They don't have to. All right. So let's see. That's two each. So, Willie, what's what's the third one that you want to add to our list here so far? Should we run through what's on the list? You can run through real quick. All right. So, so far, our list includes Geyser Point, La Cava, Nomad Lounge, Trader Sands, The Edison, and Top of the World. What's next? Rose and Crown Epcot. Nice call. There's nothing better than a nice cold English beer while you stand around. The piano's playing. It's just a fun bar. And everyone there wants to be there. Yeah, that's a great call. And I love the little seating area that's kind of off to the side. Um, you know, you, you go into the bar, you get your beer, you stop it at the fish and chips place to get some dinner, eat a little late. You can sit out there in that, that seating area and, and you know, you get almost a uh, like dessert <laughs> dessert party quality level, um, you know, view of uh, Epcot Forever. And they take tables in Wonderland on your beers. Ooh. Wow. 20% off. Hmm. Good stuff. Unfortunately, I'm not a big beer drinker. <laughs> They've got cider. Okay. They well, do. I do like a good ice cold harp on a, on a, on a hot day. Yeah. And they have alcohol. Yeah. That's true. They got, they got other booze, too. They have a full yeah. bar. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, Brits drink rum, too. Right, Paul? <laughs> uh, all right, so so Timmy, what's uh, what's the last one on your list? Uh, next up on my list is uh, over at uh, still over at um, um, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> everybody everybody is gonna jump on this one, the Tamboo Lounge. One of my favorite places to hang out, especially if there's a good game on TV and you can, you know, catch a, a lapu lapu and uh, uh, sit there. And I just uh, last last year when Angie and I were there, we just sat there and just kept meeting people. You know, coming back and forth to the bar or sitting at the bar. It was just a great time. It's a you don't you don't have to be going uh, going in for dinner to um, be able to sit there and have a good time. You know, right there at the Tamboo. No, I think that's a good point. And and as a as one of the lounges, it's just sort of a lounge adjacent to um, a restaurant, right? I mean, it's, its existence really is owed to the restaurant. Um, it really holds up remarkably well for just sort of a restaurant side uh, um, bar. They've got their own unique approach, their own unique flavor. And I mean, how many of those little lounge type bars have two signature drinks like the Lapu Lapu and the Back Scratcher? Yep. 
I have so many back scratchers laying around my house, it's unreal. <laughs> Every time my son scratches his back with the back scratcher, I think, man, he has no idea what I did to get that drink. <laughs> <laughs> you sacrifice so much for your children. Yeah. But they need a back scratcher. Here's one that it's, you know, it's some of the same staff that have been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, so that's that's always uh, fun too. Is you know getting to know that again, getting to know the staff, uh, the employees that work there, the cast members. Sorry, and uh, yeah, and then you see them again, and it's like, oh hey, haven't seen you in a long time. How you doing? All right. Um, so I'm supposed to add one more here to to round out our our nine that we're going to be working from, and um, I, this was a really tough call because there's a lot of good choices still out there, and I know that there are some that are you know places that I frequent that I enjoy that are going to get left off now, but I'm actually going to include here on our list um, someplace because I, I think we, it, it, I feel like it's a blank spot and that is um, Brown Derby Lounge for, for Hollywood Studios. Um, I think for me, um, Brown Derby Lounge has even surpassed TuneIn Lounge. I mean, once upon a time, TuneIn Lounge was, was a go-to for me in Hollywood Studios. I think I really enjoy what they're doing at, at Brown Derby Lounge more um, for a couple of reasons. I think that TuneIn Lounge has gotten to be really crowded and difficult to maneuver. Um, it's just hard to relax and enjoy yourself at TuneIn anymore. Um, and at Brown Derby Lounge, um, we, we just found that the, the food is great because it's Brown Derby's kitchen making the food and it's good stuff. Um, you know, their, their slider trio is fantastic. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm never disappointed. As a matter of fact, the only time I'm ever disappointed about Brown Derby Lounge is when, you know, I like to go for like a late lunch there. And the problem is that the rain will come through and most of Brown Derby Lounge is outdoors. So it's a little difficult um, to, you know, hunker down at, at Brown Derby Lounge when it's raining. But aside from that, the drinks are great. Uh, the and the food is solid. I really enjoy it. It's a great people watching spot because you got everybody walking past on their way back to the, um, you know, to, to Toy Story and to, uh, I guess you'd ha have to head back that direction even to go to, to Galaxy's Edge now um, if you're going that direction. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to put Brown Derby Lounge on our list. All right. So it's also a great place to like take a break if you're coming from Hollywood Boulevard over to go either way if you're yes, going to absolutely tower of terror and rock and roller coaster or if you're heading the other way it's it's like a perfect like drop-in place and i mean realistically it's one of the only good places to eat in hollywood studios i right. mean yeah we, we've had this discussion there are limited numbers of good cho good choices to eat at hollywood studios and brown derby lounge stands out because you don't have to have a reservation but the food is really good Um, okay, so we have a list of nine here. So here's here's my challenge for you. I, I'd like to see us try to take this list of nine and make a definitive top nine list out of them. So, Ouch. Yeah. That's a lot of work. But I think we can get there. Because we all, we, I mean, look, we, we know that every single one of these deserves a spot on the list. So that, that's not really the question. The question is what its ranking ought to be relative to the others. So, you know, Mr. Mayor, do you do you have a uh, a nominee for the number one slot here? Wait, 
that's tough. I mean, it's it's hard for me to even rank these guys because they're all so good in their own way, you know. Um, but as a as a destination, I would have to put Trader Sam's in the number one spot. Okay, do we have any argument with Trader Sam's at number one? I totally agree. It's a number one, really fun hangout. Hard to get to. Some sometimes hard to get in. But if once you're in, it's fun. Yeah. It's an experience. It's a destination. Right. It, and that's the key to me, really, is it's a destination and it's worth the worth the wait. So all right. So I think we're in agreement. So we've got a number one, Trader Sands. So so Willie, what goes second on this list after Trader Sands? This is where it gets hard because yep. you wanna say La Cava. But it's hard to get in again. And because it doesn't serve everything for everyone, you can't really say it's... I see what you're saying. It's a little more limited both in terms of food menu and drink menu because it's it's a tequila heavy menu. Right. And like if you don't drink hard alcohol, it's a very limited menu. You know, Jepsons also get very hard. That's true. Very fast. Um... I I kind of want to go more towards like the Edison mainly because there's so many options and there's so many things you can choose and it just makes it that much easier to like if you want a beer, if you want a wine, if you want alcohol, you have it all right there. And I think that's where many people don't know about the Edison as much as they should because it's just a great experience. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I would argue with you to put the Edison number two. Tim, you okay nope. with that? I'm, I'm perfectly good with that. Yep. All right. Uh, so Edison at number two, I think it's a good, especially as you were saying, a good follow up to Trader Sam's at one. So if, if I'm going to choose the third spot on this list, um, you know, here's the deal. I'm going to go ahead and go to La Cava for number three. Because I think that it belongs in the top tier out of nine. And I think that that's fair. I think it belongs in the top tier, but it is is focused. So maybe the bottom of the top tier is is where it belongs. It, it does it does what it does extremely well. And, yep. you know, I, I want to recognize that. I, I think I'm going to put that there at number three. You know, the thing is, if you're going to La Cava, you're going for tequila. You're going to go have a margarita or you're going to have some tequilas. And, and uh, uh, that is an extremely robust list of tequilas and mezcals and uh, other things that, uh, you know, that, that they have there. And that's, it's like you said, it's, it's, there's a reason to go there and that's, that's what it is. And, you know, you can go with the least expensive flight of tequila all the way up to one that's five, uh, what, $333, which I have done, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it was so worth it! I'm just t- I'm right. just saying it was totally worth it. So I, I, I concur with you there, buddy. All right, so, I can't argue at all. All right, so an argument from Willie. So all right, so we're, we've got our top three. So we're on our way. So we've got Trader Sam's, we've got Edison, we've got La Cava. Tim, what's number four? You know, I think I'm going to jump back to um, Willie's pick and pick Geyser Point simply for the fact that, again, you're you can be outside. It is a really cool uh, little uh, lounge. 
And the food selections there are really unusual. I mean, like uh, there's one dish that they come out and it's, it's it's shrimp, okay, but it's got this little silver touring over it, and you you pop it off, and there's smoke that comes out from under because they've put a little bitty burning piece of wood in there, and it's it's interesting. And uh, you can people watch. You can you know you can be there when they're roasting marshmallows next door, or not next door, but right there next to the lounge, um, and still see what's going on over the Magic Kingdom. So that's my pick. I presume that you're not going to argue with him, Willie. No way. That place is awesome. Well, so you're going to have to help me here because, um, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I haven't been out to Geyser Point. Um, I, I'm a big fan or have been a big fan of uh, Territory Lounge, which is its sort of uh, elder sibling in the main building. And, um, you know, as a result, I mean, because that's always been Territory Lounge's signature is that they had interesting food for, for lounge food, right? I mean, they had the, the fondue and they have the, char, you know, an, an interesting um, charcuterie and they had some different things that you weren't finding in most of the lounges. But um, it sounds like I got to give guys a point, uh, you know, to try this next time because um, it sounds like it's taken some of the um, – best things about Territory Lounge and added some additional components like the outdoor seating piece that you know you just don't get at Territory. Yeah, give it a try. I think you'll like it. Sounds like we need a road trip. That's, it's getting there. I'm starting to think that. I'm with you. Uh, Alright, so Willie, what's five? I think I'm going to go a little on the easier side and just go right back to Nomad Lounge. I thoroughly love that place i love that you can have the indoor couch seating or the outdoor couch seating you can look at everyone in line for flights of passage and you can just sit and relax and not have to worry about anything any argument there tim uh no i don't think i can argue that one i've not actually i've been to tiffin's but i've not been to the nomad lounge so really yeah i think it's something i'm gonna have to try yes you will you will thoroughly enjoy it. I am quite sure I will, based on what your description is. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, again, this, this is a good example of a, a lounge that has a really solid drink menu so that, you know, you get things that aren't on every menu, right? You get things that are different. Um, and you can't really go wrong with a, a, you know, lounge menu that has, you know, Wagyu beef. Uh <laughs> I mean, you just don't find that, that very often. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glancing at their uh, drink menu right now, Tim. And I see several things on here that I think you would enjoy a lot. Um, I'm guessing, Willie, that, that you're you're a tempting Tigris fan like I am. Yes. <laughs> is, it, is it alcohol? I'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so there's some interesting. So, to give you an example, Tim, of why I was thinking that you would enjoy it, uh, one of their signature cocktails is called the Lamu Libation, which is um, star African rum, cruisin' banana rum, guava puree, orange, lime, and pineapple juices topped with Gosling's 151. Ooh, a 151 topper. Nice. Yeah, and not just like cheap Bacardi. It's it's the Gosling's, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the good stuff. And and I'm a big fan of the African star rum too. So. There you go. I bet, I, bet, I bet I would enjoy that. 
The, uh, yeah, the Tempting Tigress, by the way, for anybody who's curious, is uh, Russell's Reserve Bourbon, uh, St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram, Tamarind Syrup, and Lime Juice. Really good. Very tasty. Sounds tempting. <laughs> the um, Night Monkey is also very good. Yeah, and that would be right up Tim's alley as well. What um, monkey? The Night Monkey. It has a little coffee taste to it. I'm not a coffee fan, but it's still very good. Oh, dude. So it's yeah. uh, plantation original dark rum, guava puree, coffee simple syrup, and lime juice. Sounds like it might be a little sweet, but I bet I would give it a try. It, it is a little sweet. I will say that. The, the yeah. coffee simple syrup, I like the coffee flavor because I do like coffee, but it is a, that does, combined with the guava puree, it, it is a little sweet. The guava does put it over the top a little bit, but it gets rid <laughs> of the coffee taste. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So I think, uh, what, is it up to me to pick number six here? Um, sure. Number six is a, a tough call, but um, I am going to go with trying to decide between Brown Derby Lounge and Rosen Crown, which is a, a, a tough combination. I'm going to end up choosing Brown Derby mostly out of the fact that it gets some credit for being an oasis. Um, I mean, Rosen Crown is great, but there are half a dozen other good choices, you know, within five minute walk. Um, within a five minute walk of Brown Derby, you've got a lot of bad choices. So, <laughs> and very, and really not much else that's good. So, or no choices. Right. <laughs> so, so Brown Derby Lounge for me is, is number six. Yeah, my my experience with that has just been it's like many of these other places hard to get into, especially you know yeah it even can be. if it's either raining or if it's really hot and people are wanting to stop off for a libation, it right. can be pretty difficult. Yeah, it, well, because if it's raining is the problem because they closed the outdoor area, which is like then it's really season. tight. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Willie, what's number seven? I'm gonna have to go with Top of the World. It's just. It's so nice. I know it's exclusive, but with the food, the drink, the view, and the view, you and the view, really, and the view, right? Exactly, and not the show. It's the view. You can't go wrong. The place just has everything going for it, from the seven-layer cake to the Knob Creek to the wine list to the the view. Yeah, and I the view really is hard else. to beat. I mean, what it comes down to is that the that it's hard to get into because you have to be a member. So fine, find a friend. If you can't get in, find a friend. Stand down at the bottom of the elevator. <laughs> Wait for somebody to get on and go with them. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink if you take me up. Exactly. All right, so Timmy, we got two left. Who's eight? Who's nine? Rosen Crown versus Tambu. Oh, Tambu, I think, has been uh, dreadfully uh, pushed down the list, and it shouldn't be. Like like you said, for having two signature drinks, the Lapu Lapu and the Back Scratcher and the View, hello, you still got the View of the Magic Kingdom, and you still got, you know, uh, the accessibility to other stuff that's right there in the Polynesian. I think we've done a disservice to that one, so I'm at least giving it a seven. Okay, but let's remember, I mean, you're well, actually not giving it eight. Um because Willie gave Top of the World number seven. 
Sorry, so, I miscounted. Unless yep, you're going to battle with him over that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think we're going to go with uh, Top of the World at 7, Tambu at 8, and that puts Rosencrantz at Crown at 9, which is no shame out of the choices we've had. I think we've got a pretty solid list here. So so the official uh, DizDads Podcast Plus top 9 list is Trader Sam's, The Edison, La Cava del Tequila, Geyser Point, Nomad Lounge, Brown Derby Lounge, Top of the World Lounge, Tambu Lounge, and Rosen Crown. Pretty solid list. Um, so before we wrap up here, um, there obviously, since we had to limit it to nine, there are some things that didn't make the list. Um, and I thought maybe we places, give each yeah. of us an opportunity to, to add one or two honorable mentions that, you know, even though they didn't happen to make this list, they were darn close or, or you know, could make a, a future version of a list like this. Uh, Tim, you, you have a honorable mention? That- I've got a few honorable mentions, and, and uh, the one that I'm going to give you is uh, sentimental value, and that's the Bellevue Lounge at the Boardwalk. Excellent because choice. That, that is a great place to hang out and have a bourbon, and, you know... Um, now I can't go up there without having at least one uh, old-fashioned and pour out a little bit for CJ. And, you know, that's, like I said, it's just become a sentimental favorite. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would agree with you. The Bellevue Lounge just sort of... It, visiting the Bellevue Lounge is a little bit like going to hang with CJ for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, Willie, what's, a, um, what's an honorable mention that, you know, didn't quite make it from your list? There's a few, and I kind of agree with Tim. Like, there's so many to think about. Disney Springs has a few places, like Jocks. And then there's, I mean, even the California Grill, when we were there two years ago, we had some great service. They served the large ice cubes. It was, like, really nice. Um, But I, I just keep coming back. Like, I keep saying to myself, like, why, 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 why don't we just like hang out at some of the smaller places at Epcot? Like, and then I want to go over to somewhere else, and you're like, where could we really think that would be fun? And I, it's it's so hard to think, but. Um, Oh my gosh! <laughs> I forgot the name. Right. <laughs> the the place in Italy? No, 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 no. Um, the Italian place. Yeah, the, the place the in Irish, Italy. No, no, no. The Irish place in um, Disney Springs. Oh, oh, oh Raglan, Raglan Road. Road. Raglan Road. Yeah. Sorry, you can edit that out real quick. <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah, I like Raglan Road because of the I dancing. The bar atmosphere is nice. You can stand around. You can walk around. You can do whatever you want. Um, where we ate dinner, I had the the moonshine flight. That was fun, too. Right. Now, Art Smith's had Art a moonshine Smith's. flight. That, here's the problem with the moonshine flight. Um, so the only problem with the moonshine flight is if you've ever been to Art Smith's, uh, what, is it, what is the full name? Art, Art Smith's Southern Chef Art Smith's Pope Homecoming. Company. Yeah, whatever. Homecoming. Art Smith's. Right. Um, there's a moonshine list that is like, you know, a foot long, and you're supposed to pick four. Three? three? Is it three? It three. three. Yeah, you're right, three. You're supposed to pick three off of this list. 
But the thing is that what makes the moonshine flight interesting and like something compelling to do is, at least for most of us, I think, it's not what you drink every day, right? It, it, whatever you're getting is sort of an exploration. So it's hard to know what you're choosing. And all I will say is our experience was don't necessarily go in looking for a name you recognize, right? Because the one distillery that we recognized on that list was the one that had the moonshine that was like drinking gasoline. I coughed the minute <laughs> I drank it. It was so strong. Asking it was like literally burn down the throat the whole yeah. time. And I'm not naming a name because... <laughs> <laughs> because you should experience it too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yes, I mean, it's a challenge to, to pick the flight because, you know, what the heck do I know from Moonshine? I totally agree. But it was surprisingly good. And the donuts were really good. Donuts. I'm still bummed a little oh. bit missing out on donuts. You had a chance. You I were know, sitting I right know. next to me. <laughs> Should have just got some of my own for dessert. Next time. Exactly. Um, always the next time. Always the next time. So, um, you know, uh, the honorable mention that I want to kind of uh, draw some attention to because I think that it's a great place that doesn't get much attention. Um, and I guess it's similar to, to Bellevue in some ways in that it's a kind of little bit, you know, out of the way. And, and um, I think Tim will appreciate this one because I've had a, an enjoyable time there with Tim and his wife. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised it didn't make our list sitting here chatting with Tim. And that is the, uh, 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 now I'm drawing a blank on the name. My turn to need to edit. Uh, Ooh, edit. Kimonos. Um, kimonos, yes. Kimonos. Uh, kimonos, which has a um, karaoke bar basically set up at night. And we just had the best time. Interesting drinks. Uh, there was still food available from the from the menu, and the servers were fantastic about it. And um, I can't sing a lick, but and, you know, but by golly, we did. But did anyway, <laughs> and and we still had a good time. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. They don't, unlike some other places that do karaoke, um, there wasn't a cover charge or anything. Um, they were very accommodating to our ragtag group that sort of, you know, gathered around a, a very long, multiple tables pushed push together, you know, section. And we just had a fantastic time. Um, and that's, to me, that's part of the value of a bar and lounge. Atmosphere is, is a big piece of it. Um, and kimonos... That was, on, that was on my list, too, for in all fairness. Yeah. No, I figured it would be. So kimonos needed to, to be mentioned. So we, we've talked about honorable mention. We've talked about things that, that, you know, we think maybe should have been on the list but weren't. But there are a couple that maybe might have been expected to be on lists that weren't. And I think it might be a decent idea to, to talk about those, uh, you know, those exceptions, those things that kind of didn't make it on the list. And, and you know, there was a reason for it. And the one that, that jumps out at me is Oga's Canteen. I mean, Oga's Cantina is one of the only bars and lounges that takes advanced reservations, and it's still hard to get advanced reservations, but it didn't make any of our lists. And I think at this point, there's good reasons why it doesn't, but 
it's worth talking about. Um, what do you think, Willie? Why why would Ogas not make anybody's list? You have to wait to get in, and then they tell you you have to get out. Who wants to do that? The 45 minutes is ridiculous. Right. Well, I mean, that's a piece of it. And I just feel like it's, you can't build a place that is designed to have people soak up atmosphere and then tell anybody who's sitting around soaking up atmosphere that they got to get up and go. I mean, it just sort of defeats the purpose. I agree. It's just not a bar. It's now like a drive-thru. Right, there you go. It feels more like a drive-thru. That is a, that is definitely the atmosphere that is cultivated. Yeah. Here's your $15 drink. Now go. Yeah. Because we're, we're churning the next person in for the next $15 drink instead of letting us have two or three. Right. Because it dead of the summer, it's a hundred... 150 degrees the last thing you want to be doing is standing out in the sun when you could have a nice drink like we had the blue milk with the rum it was amazing oh yeah i love the blue milk with the rum really tasty and it would be nice to be able to enjoy that drink in the atmosphere of you know ogus cantina but instead you can't because like if you pause to enjoy it you're going to be already getting kind of nudged to to head on out and i get just when you get comfortable (laughs) yeah i mean i i I get that they're overwhelmed i get that that it's impossible for the cast members to keep up Uh, you know i understand all of that and and maybe it's one of those things that'll work its way out over time um but i just feel like right now I, i can't really recommend Ogas to somebody for anything other than you know you're you're, you're going to be there you, you kind of you know you want to check it out because you want to check out all the Star Wars stuff but I can't recommend it sort of on its own as it's something to to you know make a, an extra trip into Galaxy's Edge to do I guess is the way it's, I would put it it's the drive through I mean, we come back to it, but you literally, by the time you order, you get your drink. And if you have a chance to get in the second one, it's time to go because the line outside and they built this land. Like you're telling me there's not an extra 350 square feet, 500 square feet. They couldn't have built for this a second room. Yeah. Like. Well, we talked about this on the show, um, you know, on the on the the previous incarnation of the show. We talked about this where, um, you know, the and and um, my uh, my wife actually gets credit for coming up with this concept um, because it was something you know we were talking about it and she piped up. So her her thought was that what they should have done is kind of borrowed almost from Carousel of Progress, right? So what you do is you put you put the Cantina band in the middle and you build the bar all around it right but you have multiple entrances and so it it allows each room to kind of maintain that intimate feeling and then the door opens for the for the band to play in one room at a time and then it rotates around right the band takes a break and when the band takes a break it rotates to the next room and so you, you know, have four or five times your capacity 
without trading off the the sort of you know the 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 intimate nature of the space. And that way it just becomes a way to thoroughly enjoy the place and people are welcome. Exactly. They're not it's not and I kind of compare it to Cinderella's royal table where by the time you sit down they're looking for you to go home. Yeah. And and that's what I always feel like that's what it is. You know, you, you see the line, we walked right past it together and yeah. we were like I mean by the time we were through the line they were going to be ready to kick us out. So it was like this is no fun. Like it's a bar slash restaurant. Like what bar slash restaurant kicks you out 45 minutes into your enjoyment? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, so I, I think that we've kind of uh, made our point here. Um, there are some other places um, that, that you know, probably merit a quick mention that, that didn't make it onto our lists. Um, Tuta Gusto, where, um, you know, I mean, Willie and I had a really great, essentially, meal um, at, at Tuto Gusto. Um, its biggest downfall is, is you know, the, the relatively small number of tables, and it does get really crowded in there, and it's, it's you know, the atmosphere piece loses a little something when you're, you know, squished against the bar to eat. Um, but by the same token, you know, one of the things we learned that we should share is that those, those uh, sort of, um, you know, antipasto things that they have set up that that you know they're the preset options you don't have to stick with those they'll customize for you um which we learned and um you know they'll put together exactly what you want on your little plate there and it was all fantastic um so that and a wine flight and you know you really have an enjoyable evening you know in, in a discreet package um so that was great um other places that that probably deserve at least a mention um i can't believe we didn't mention river roost lounge right i mean you know yeehaw bob it's a little hackneyed sometimes but it's still sort of a um a unique disney experience and the lounge is fun another one's abracadabra yep there's another good example it's just we we had nine we didn't have 90 (laughs) exactly All right. Well, so you've heard our opinions. You know what we think. Um, We would love to hear from you and hear your feedback because there's got to be some people who feel differently than we do about what these top nine bars and lounges should be. So, you know, when we got things wrong, let us know. Um, You can shoot us an email at podcast at disdads.com. You can also find us on Twitter at disdadspodcast or on Facebook. Again, Diz Dad's Podcast. Uh, if you want to reach one of us individually, you can always email me uh, at ajritz at disdads.com. You can reach out to Willie at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com. And you can reach Tim at Old Texas Boy, O L T E X A S B O Y at AOL.com. Um, any of us would be happy to, uh, you know, take your criticism of our decisions and your suggestions for how we could do it better. We'd love to hear from it. Um, until next time, I've been Aaron Rittmaster with Willie Crocker. 
Have a good night. And the uh, Internet Connection Challenge, Tim Hicks. I got to keep on.